Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Let's give God a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen, amen. We hope you are ready this morning, that you have renewed your mind, that you have come in with a mind of worship, and that you will have your best worship experience yet. It's not about us. It's not about the people beside us. It's about you. So as we open up this morning, we just ask you to join us in worship and remember to allow his spirit to rest on you this morning. Amen.
if you've already received your reward from man, you don't have one coming from him. So let go. Here's your opportunity to worship. Close your eyes. Those who are bold enough, as he prayed for my boldness this morning, I challenge you, come down to this altar this morning. If you are bold enough to come down here, he's a bold enough God to give you whatever you ask for. But you gotta ask believing and willing and with the right motives. Worship him wholeheartedly. Worship him in truth and in spirit. Open up yourself to God and you will saturate this place. Not only will you do it with a wet shirt, but you will do it with a wet spirit. Amen. Carrington.
Great I am tells me who I am. I am 
declare right now before we sing it, I am who I am because the great I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am.
before we go. I know many people who say they'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. So when you walk out today, make sure people see who you belong to. You don't have to tell them. You just show them who you are.
listening to gospel music, Christian music, words that build them up and don't tear them down. We as a church have got to keep encouraging them. They walk up here by themselves. We don't force them to the front. They want to be here. So I will do whatever God tells me to do to keep them right here, to keep them worshiping, to make them know who they are and whose they are. We're going to go back to fire and wind. Open up the gates, let heaven on Come in. and rest on Come us. rest on 
look like what you think it should look like. But I want you to know that the Holy Spirit of God is moving. And right now, as we go back in, people will be healed. Chains will be broken. Holy Spirit will break out. People will start praying for one another. People will start prophesying. Here we go. this yesterday to Pastor DJ. Don't put your faith in men. Put it in God. And when we all do that, I mean, I, I can barely sing that first song. It was just like, because God, I mean, he was there in the mountains, but he was there in the valley. And I was in the valley a few years ago. But you know what? Fuck on. And I put my, now you can trust people. You can have men around you and women, but we put our faith in one person. Three, actually. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. But, I mean, it, it's all it is. It was, it was just put your faith in him. It's time to move on. Time to move forward. Time to move up. But now 
that moment we are at that moment during the revolutionary war they used to always have the drum and five chord and they like our praise team would lead us at the battle but also I want you to come down here I gave her this word earlier there was also those of us that are military understand there was a guide on there was the flag and some of you going well that's a white flag that's a white flag of surrender you want to win your battle this morning do you want your war to be ended this morning? Surrender. This is the only way and the only time you will win by surrendering. She is carrying our guide on of surrender this morning. They are leading us into the battle of surrender this morning. You want your war ended. You want your battle stopped. You want it all won. Surrender this morning. Our hearts have been prepared by the worship and the praise. Now it's time for you to surrender this morning. Surrender to his will. Surrender to what he has for you in life. 
It is time for the, it's real hard for a lot of you. I know, it's hard for me. You have to surrender it all. There's a song out there, I think it says, I surrender all. And if you want to win that war this morning, you want that battle over, he's already won it, you just have to surrender to it, amen? So surrender this morning. Surrender, Holy Spirit, come. Break hearts to where they surrender to you. Thank you, Jesus. What you're feeling up here is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And what it reminded me of was those times in life when they didn't have that. They didn't have access to it. They had no way to get what you're getting right now. And unfortunately, because of religion, there are churches out there right now that don't let you get what you're getting right now. They stop that from happening. You need to understand what you have in front of you, what you have in this room. We cover this place starting on Monday, just praying that he would saturate the house, just praying that he would touch every seat. And what you see, some people get a little nervous and they say I wouldn't let that happen in my church because it'll scare new people off my answer to that is guess what happens when you get hit by the Holy Ghost you don't want to go anywhere else so quit worrying about what man thinks and let's think about what he thinks and the more we let that happen the more we let him just come in and wreck us man, the easier it gets the better it gets, the more powerful it gets, the more freedom comes, the more chains break. Come on. 
Come on, we just pray for this. We just pray for this. conversation with him right now. I don't care if it's in your heavenly language, if it's in English. I don't care what language it's in. You need to have a personal conversation with him right now, right where you're at. So you just start doing that right where you're at. Come on, let's just reach out to him. Come on, holy. Yes, Lord. Holy is your name. Holy is your name, Lord. Holy is your name. Thank you, Father. 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 He loves the sound of your voice. He loves the sound of your voice. Some churches will wait till the end of service to have you come to the altar. We don't do that here. We do it right now. We do it when he's present. We do it when it's tangible and you can feel him in the room. Maybe now's the time you just want to surrender it all. Maybe now's the time that you said, you know what, I'm done. I'm done doing it on my own. So, Father, give them the courage to just surrender to you right now. Come on, hold. Touch this family. Touch this family right now. Come holy. Come on. right here in this house. Rest in this house. Touch every heart in this place. Father, turn minds in this place right now. Turn hearts in this place right now. Come home. Change the way we think right now, Father. Change the way we think. Come on, Father. We want your kingdom to come right now. Your will be done right now. We talked about rest, and this is what resting in His presence looks like. This is what you can do when you're at home. This is what you can do wherever you're at. 
Get in his presence and just sit there and listen to his voice. Cassandra, what were you singing? What were you singing? Sing it. Whatever you were singing, sing it. Saturate 
Completely saturated. in the word the Lord says over us that we are his delight we're singing the word back to him I am my beloved and my beloved is mine and he calls me his delight he calls you his delight my beloved he is mine and I am his I'm his delight. Yes, yes, 
I'm here to lie. I'm here to lie. I'm here to lie. You're out to lie. You're out to lie. family does. It's how we do this. Man, you just worship together and pray over each other. Lives change because of this, y'all. Lives change because of love. Father, we just love you. We thank you for your presence this morning. months that was months of worship that's a healing voice right there that was months of worship in a private time that was her singing a song in her heart for months without opening her mouth free and you can be healed. So Father, we surrender to you. Continue to have your way. Continue to have your way in everything we do. Come on, Lord. Touch this family. Touch this city. Touch this state. Touch this country. Touch the world, Father, right now. Come on. We can change it all, Lord. Guide us and lead us. We surrender to you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus, Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody said amen. Come on. Oh, come on. Thank you. That's what I got a beard for. It catches the tears. I don't need a tissue. Oh. Well, hey, welcome to the gathering place. Um, take a moment. Take a moment and uh, gather yourself. <laughs> it works. Say hello to somebody you hadn't prayed for yet or anything, and we'll be right back.
my dad, who was struggling with cancer, and he passed in July of this year. And uh, the Lord was reminding me through, through it all that So know that he is close to He's in the air you breathe. He's there in you and me. So you don't have to worry. Just gotta come to him and I speak. Suffocating, sickness weighs me, but it's not yours to carry. Let it go. You don't have to fear the future. This is our confirmation that the God who holds forever is not finished with you. So I speak hope. Good morning. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Come on, you guys doing better over here because they're louder than you. We're okay over here? All right. How about in the middle? You guys are just, woo, got you. Got you, the middle's cool. 
And now you guys are in direct line of everything I say right there. That's the seat. That is the seat right there. So good. Well, good morning and welcome to the gathering place. Come on, we love you guys. We love this family. So good. So good to see everybody. If you're new, I am DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here and we just absolutely love this place. Love what God's doing in the house and love y'all so much. If you, if you are new and... Uh, that's me, brother. I love Ryan back there. He, he fixes my headset every time. There we go. I think we're good now. But, man, if you are new, please fill out a Connect card for us and let us know that you were here just so we can reach out to you. Just go out to Connection Point, Wooden Desk, in the foyer, fill that out, turn it in. We just want to touch base with you. Just want to talk with you, pray for you, let you know a little bit about what God's doing here and what he's doing uh, all over the place. So we're pretty excited about that. I don't know what's going on with this. I got this. Someone took the mic. All right. You got it over there? How's that? Is that better? All right, I can do this. This is even better. Now now I can get it a little bit louder and, and louder. I like it. So yeah, if you want more information, you can go to our, uh, our app or website. Find out everything that's going on here at the Gathering Place. we got all kinds of stuff out there. We had our kingdom classes today. So every Sunday at 9 o'clock, we do kingdom classes. It's all information that, that you might uh, think you can get you know, during a sermon, but it's not going to come up all the time. So it's an awesome opportunity to go in, sit down, get close, uh, get a little more intimate with what's going on, ask questions and walk through that. Today we, we talked about how to induce conflict into marriage. It was awesome. Just messing with you. We talked about conflict in marriage and how we walk through that. So today was a great day. Uh, Jules and I got to, to, to lead that, and it was awesome seeing everybody in there. So thank you. Next week I'm excited because next week is Science and Faith. Science and Faith with Pam and Jeff. It's going to be awesome. So if you have any questions that tie science and faith together, uh, you might want to show up uh, next week. Now, I heard that he has like a two-month series on that. So I'm looking forward to see, seeing what that's all about. I'm sure there's tons of uh, 45 minutes. That's what you get. So uh, if you weren't here yesterday, you completely missed out on an absolutely phenomenal. Thanks to everybody who helped with that. We had a prayer breakfast uh, for not only our prayer team, but we had other churches come in. Uh, Pastor Daisy and Tim were in town, and man, they spoke a word over the house. We had worship. It was just, it was just amazing. So thank you all for that. It was a powerful, powerful time, and uh, you know that's just really cool that we get to do that. That we're welcoming other people in, and that's what this is all about. This upcoming week, get used to having you know breakfast with us for just two weeks in a row. I want you to come back this week. Okay, Friday night is worship night. You do not want to miss worship night. I'm telling you, it's going to be a powerful night. Friday night, show up, 7 o'clock, we'll have pizza so you can eat here, all that stuff. Pizza will be here by about 6.30, so show up for that. Um, you can eat, you can come in here. It's going to be a night of what you kind of just experienced probably at a heightened level. Okay, so if you are getting a little something out of this, come on out on Friday night. And then uh, Pastor Jason Townsend coming in from Southgate in Crestview has a word for us. 
He's going to speak that night, and then he's going to come back in more of an intimate setting like we did with Pastor Daisy. And we, we just get to sit down, and we get to just hear him speak into the house. And I'm excited for that. So please, invite whoever you want. It's an amazing time uh, just to do life together. Bring food. That's important. We had a lot of food yesterday, and it was good, y'all. Y'all can cook. Like, like, that's good stuff. So if I haven't been to your house yet, it's because you didn't invite me. And if you cook like that, then I need an invite. You know, I need an invite. Come over and test that out. But that was really good. So please put that on your calendar. 9 o'clock Saturday morning right here. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and then Friday evening. So we get to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday together. But then we take some time off, okay? That's not a normal thing. We just happen to get locked in with a couple people that we've been waiting on coming into the to the family. So, hey, just just mark that off on the calendar and be here this upcoming week. Uh, next week is also our graduating seniors. So if you have a senior that's graduating high school, please let us know. Get on there, get on the board, contact the church so we can get your information so we can honor them. We want to honor them and recognize them uh, next Sunday. So please do that so that we can honor them. Also, little update, Heart for the House. Uh, that is uh, an offering we've been taking up to, to fix up the building. It's just whatever God speaks into your heart, if you wanted to fix up the building, if that's what God put on your heart, then that's what that was. And we've been receiving an offering on this. We're up to over $27,000 now, which is amazing. You don't see a lot of the stuff that's happening in the background, but we actually have a lot of upgraded things already that are in place. Hopefully by the end of the month or the first couple weeks of June, the building will be repainted. Our roof is in place, not in place. It's in process of being fixed and repaired and taken care of. So all those things, we've been meeting with people left and right. A lot of amazing things going on. New sound coming in. I mean, it's getting ready to, to get really, really cool in here. Okay, so just, just hang on. It's going to be great. But I thank everybody that's been given to that. That's powerful. If you didn't get a chance, just give it. It'll be on the, on the website. You can give in an envelope. This is not twisting your arm. If God speaks to you about it, then please give to it. We just want to preserve this place for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. That's what we're trying to do. So I'm excited about that. So I have, I have a little bit to share this morning and a little bit of time to share it. So let's, let's pray and get into the word. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. And we surrender this to you. Come on, speak to me, Father. Let this be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm losing my voice. I think I had a good time on Saturday morning and then today. And so I got a little lost in my mouth. So if you hear clicking, that's what it is. But it's good. So we have been in this series called Something New. And I really just want to talk to you about this this morning because this is really powerful what God's been doing. And he, hopefully he's doing something new in your life. Hopefully he's doing something new in you. This is not just about a family. This is just not about this family. This is about your family, your work, people you know. And this is, goes beyond this, this church family. But he's going to do something new in you if you let him do it. And if you receive that and you submit to that and say, Lord, have control. And that's what we're talking about uh, for the next, I don't know, couple years. If you want to, turn your Bible to Isaiah uh, 43, 18 through 19. This is really good. I'm just going to, this, this is the, the verse that keeps jumping out at me as we go through this. It says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. 
I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? Hmm, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. That's powerful. He is already doing something new. And it's something new that's happening inside of you. He's been doing it. Do you not recognize it? So you got to recognize it. You got to see that it's something new. You have to receive it. You have to receive what he's trying to do in your life. And if you do, then guess what? He's going to create rivers, right, in the dry wasteland. He's going to make a way where there is no way. And he's ready to do it. He's already doing it. He's already moving. And for us, that you're like, yeah, there's something new. If you're a little confused this morning, yes, you're in Destiny Church, but you're actually in the gathering place. I just couldn't wait. Like, he gave us that and says, you're going to be the gathering place, so why wait? We'll just change the signs as we go. So if you wanted to attend Destiny Church this morning, welcome. Pretty soon it'll just be the gathering place. It's all over the place, and we just still have a couple signs up. We're getting there. So a little bit of grace as we walk through this 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 process, but we just weren't going to wait anymore. Why wait? He told us to do it. Let's do it. And we're a family. We can walk through renovations and changes. So that's what we're going to do. Because he wants to do something. And we think that's it. We think that's all he wants to do. But that's not. This is just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more. This was like the start of things. You know, Pastor Daisy mentioned it yesterday. She said, look, that you change a name. And that's important because we actually, it changes your mission. It changes what you're supposed to do. She said a whole lot yesterday. And you We didn't record it. Well, we recorded it, but we didn't put it out there for you yet. But if you missed it, I'm sorry, but it was powerful. So so what he does is through this whole process, and we've talked about this, uh, if you want to receive what he's giving you, there's a step process to that. you got to implement some things in your life. In between seasons, you have to rest. Rest is important. Rest means become intimate with him, spend time with him, kind of like we did this morning. You know, you just got to get in his presence and sit there and let him talk to you. Okay, let let him speak to you. Let him fill you up. Let him heal you. Okay, because then he's going to stretch you and he's going to start tugging you in a different direction that you're like, that's not comfortable. But I know it's good. It's kind of like working out. It's not comfortable, but you know it's good. Okay, anybody started working out lately? It's not comfortable. My wife is stretching me in a different direction. It's so good. But, uh, but that's really, I mean, I'm telling you, this is what it feels like. It doesn't always feel good. And sometimes the stretch hurts and you're like, this doesn't make any sense. And God's like, don't worry. When you walk through this, when you trust me in this, when your faith is powerful enough to get you through this, it will change everything. But I need to have you stretched so you're prepared to receive what I'm ready to give you. Because you can't hold it right now. You can't manage it right now. Okay, that's why he stretches us to get us to that next direction the next step he wants us to go because then after you stretch you can grow and that's all he wants us to do is grow because this is like I said this is glory to glory to glory which means he wants to keep we can't just settle we can't sit somewhere and go this is so good great and he's like that's nothing you haven't even begun to see what I'm about to do 
He says, forget about all that. All the stuff, because I remember three years ago going, this is so good. And now I'm like, what was that? Like, forget it. Like, it was good for the moment, but, but it wasn't for this season. It was for that season. So are you ready to go into the season that he wants to take you in? Because when you are, that intimacy will lead to confidence in him. The confidence in him will lead to boldness to get out and do what he tells you to do. And that's what this is about. This is about, as a family, having boldness to do what he wants us to do, which is going to look different than what the world thinks. That's what's cool about this, is we get to be different, and we get to walk it out in a different way that will change the way people think. Okay? That's what this is about. So rest and receive, stretch and grow, right, and be bold and be blessed. Because when you're bold, you bless other people. When God gives you a word for somebody and you actually go tell them, it blesses them. When you don't tell them, it was a missed blessing. It was a missed opportunity. Doesn't mean they won't get that eventually. He'll find somebody that will obey. But you had an opportunity to be part of that. You had an opportunity to be used by him to change the world. And that's so, so important that we listen to him and we say those things and we do what he asks us to do. So he gave us a new name. So you know we are the gathering place. And we are a place where brokenness meets wholeness and identity is revealed, where family gathers and seek a father's face and his warm embrace, where kingdom love, kingdom worship, and kingdom family are priorities in all we do, and where generations are equipped and trusted to lead and do the works of the Father. That's who we are. That's who we are. What's our vision? To see sons and daughters walk in true identity, changing the atmosphere everywhere we go, ushering in the love of the Father and bringing light to the darkness. That's our vision. So everything we're doing is we're trying to generate that in people so they will actually understand who they are so they can go change the world. And sometimes we got to break down some walls to get there. Sometimes religion has built stuff up inside of you or people have said things to you that put up walls and you're like, you don't understand. I can't receive anything right now because I'm so blocked in with what everybody said about me and what the world says about me and what church says about me that I can't receive anything. And he says, it's okay, we're going to start, and we're just going to break them walls down. And, you know, one of the best ways to do that is through worship and praise and just being saturated in who he is. So I don't even, you know, I don't want to, my whole message today, last week was kingdom love. This week was kingdom worship. I don't know how much more I can say about kingdom worship than what you just saw. Because what you saw was true kingdom worship. It's People just surrendering all their heart, seeking his face with everything they have, not worried about anybody around you, not worried about what anybody thinks, but just, man, just seeking him and surrendering to him. And that's what that was. That's what he wants. And for some people, that looks weird. And people won't enter into that because they're too concerned over what everybody else thinks or they're too concerned over what was built up in their head about what's, what's right. What, what's religion say about that? Like, does, does that look right? Can I tell you, I think sometimes he's going to ask us to do stuff that just doesn't look right. He's going to be like, just do it. And when you do it, he shows up in a mighty way, in a powerful way. And, and lives change. But that's who we are. That, that's who we are. That's what, that's what we're going to do. That's, that's how we're going to be defined. So, yeah, we are kingdom love. We talked about that, you know, 
love expressed. This, it's love that we're actually, we're not just talking about love, we're actually loving on people. And today we'll pick up the second one, kingdom worship. And this is where we have freedom in the Holy Spirit to worship. Like, just come in and worship. I don't care what it is. We have tambourines going. We have flags going. We have people jumping up and down. We have people weeping. That is true worship. Worship and praise are hand in hand. Okay, so, so they're close. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Okay, because I can come in and worship and be so saturated I can't move. I could be planted on my face, worshiping the king, worshiping my father, worshiping the creator. And then I can jump up and praise like I'm Aiden's age. I don't know where he went. Whew. No energy to do that. <laughs> That's why I'm in the gym, because when I started seeing the teenagers jumping more than me, it's a challenge. So I got to get out of here without having sore muscles every weekend. But that's what it's about. We need to be able to worship freely. Because you know what happens when you do that? His presence comes in. And where his presence is, the enemy can't be. You need to understand that. As you usher that in, as we're joyful and praising and dancing, he, the enemy can't be here. Okay, you can't put darkness into light. It doesn't work. Okay, so any darkness that walks in here must flee. That's how that works when you praise like that, when, when we worship like that. Darkness must flee. So that's, that's what we're doing here at the gathering place. That's what this is about. So Psalm 66, 1 through 4. says, shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. Sing about the glory of his name. Tell the world how glorious he is. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Your enemies cringe before your mighty power. Everything on earth will worship you. They will sing your praises, shouting your name in glorious songs. That's what we want to do. That's who we are. And if that makes you uncomfortable, you're being stretched. It doesn't mean it's impossible to experience that. It just means you're being stretched and you need to say, all right, Lord, give me the courage to do that. Because once you do it, and you start feeling the power of that, you don't stop. You just don't stop. And, and it just carries on and carries on. Why? Because you feel the power of the Holy Ghost moving in and through you. And when there's no darkness in you, not even a little bit, you, how do you not want to be in that? That's why it's just not worship here. That's why this can't be the highlight of your week. You understand? This is not the highlight of your week. That should be happening every single day that's why you wake up and you put first thing i do is put worship music on while i'm getting my coffee they go hand in hand caffeine and worship and praise oh jesus thank you for coffee i come against the devil that made it decaffeinated i don't even think that's real i don't know where they get that from unbelievable they trick you Think you're getting coffee smells like coffee? It has nothing in it. Unbelievable. It's brown water. I'm way off track. Let me get back on track. So our goal then, what you saw this morning, is just being overwhelmed in his presence. That's it. So today's like a teachy kind of day. I just want to talk to you. I'm not going to be preaching about a whole bunch of stuff. I just want to share with you what you're experiencing and how do you explain that to people. 
Because I used to come to church and go, man, I would really like to invite somebody, but I'm kind of nervous. Kind of nervous. How do I invite somebody to the church when people are jumping up and down and teens are running around? How do you not? <laughs> it's so awesome. Like, when you experience it, you see how powerful it is. How do you not go, you just got to come experience it? Get them in the door and let them experience what's happening and the power that's happening in here. That's, that, ah, that, that'll just take it to a whole nother level. So where we praise, the, you, here's what I think, and this is me. Um, you might be a little different, but I always realize that my praise equates to my breakthrough in my life. I realize that, that I can praise the way I praise because I know what he's done in my life. And I know the promises he has for me in my life. So I'm going to praise to that. So when I'm jumping up and down, I'm jumping because I'm so thankful that I'm not where I was. I'm so thankful that I'm a different person and a new creation because of what he did inside of me. Nothing I did but just go, yes. So, so what you see is that you see a breakthrough happening up here. Your, your praise is a weapon. Your praise is a weapon. So if you come in struggling and you sit there in the back and you're not praising what you're doing is you're not, you're not even pulling the weapon out to use it because you all have it in you. But everybody worships and praises differently. So this is not a judgment zone. I got that from the workout place I go to. Don't judge me by the name of that place. Talk bad about it my whole life. But here's the thing. You're going to worship and you're going to praise your own way. So I'm not telling you that you have to come up and jump up and down. What I'm saying is that when the Holy Spirit's present, you need to find a way to connect to him. You could be sitting there just staring at the wall and connect to him. But what I'm saying, don't miss the opportunity because our goal is to have that opportunity every single weekend. And if we are, it's going to look different every single weekend, and that's okay. Because the power that flows through that, the healing that comes from that, the chains that are broken from that, the people that are healed from that is more powerful than anything anybody else can say about you. And that's what we need to understand. I want to go, I want to talk about Paul and Silas real quick because that's what they did. Um, they used it to break chains. We'll go to Acts 16, 16 through 26. It says, one day as they were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. So she followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on one day after day. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. So right there's a moment for me. If I stop there, that's a praise moment for me. I'm like, yes, yes. Like we do have the same power. That's my moment right there. I'm like, yes. I don't even think they got a chance to actually experience that. Because as soon as that happened, it says her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered so they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace the whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews they shouted to city officials they are teaching customs that are illegal 
for us Romans to practice. They're healing people, and they're teaching that, and the Romans are offended because that's not what they do. So what you see in here on a Sunday morning during worship is not what the world does. They would rather find some other way to get some kind of thing in their body or some way to get some peace. That's why they come against it. That's why they don't understand it. But then it keeps going. It says a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer who ordered was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into an inner dungeon and clamped their feet with, in the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. It's funny who's listening. When you get your breakthrough, it's funny who's listening that's still locked up right next to you. That are struggling and they're right next to you. And they're watching what you do. It says, suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Come on. That's powerful. That's what can happen in this place. As we praise, as we worship, the Holy Spirit comes in. This place can tremble and every person that walks in here in chains will be set free. So what situation are you in that you need to pray and praise? Because some of you are locked up in something and you don't know what to do about it. And you're seeking everybody. You're talking to friends. You're talking to counselors. None of that's bad. I'm not saying that's bad. But the Bible says we should pray and praise. Pray and praise. So if you feel locked up in something like that, get your praise on. Get your prayer on. Talk to Papa. He's listening. All right? Climb up in his lap. Tell him what you need and praise him. You're going to praise him because you don't know how your worship and praise affects the people next to you. You really don't. When they see you struggling with something, but they see you praising through it, you know how powerful that is? That can't, you, you can't preach that, but people get to see it. People get to actually see you going through the hardest time of your life, praising and worshiping through it, and then they get to see the outcome. That's powerful. What you saw this morning was an outcome. That wasn't what it looked like months ago. But what you saw was an outcome. What you saw was someone set free. What you saw was somebody that was ready to tell the world, this is who I am now. This is who he says I am. I'm telling you, that's the freedom that comes with this. When we quit seeking everything else and we just seek him, he can answer all those questions. He can give you all the advice you need. Man. So, yeah, it should be everywhere, though. It shouldn't just be here. It shouldn't just be here. It shouldn't have to wait. Oh. should be doing it all the time. Psalms 34, 1 through 3. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will consistently speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. 
Man, this, that's what it's about right there. It's I will praise the Lord at all times. At all times. We talked about this yesterday. This is, this is about the times when you're struggling. And it's hard. And you praise him through it. You praise him through it not knowing when the, the shackles are going to be broken. But you go, you know what? He's worthy to be praised. So I'm going to praise him each and every day. I'm going to give it to him every single day. See, that's the, that's the discipline that is not like discipline. It's a discipline that starts, but then it just turns to be a love language of you crying out to daddy every day, and you just praise him for who he is. So you got to praise him all the time. It's easy to praise him in the good times. But it's kind of hard in the hard times. But you have to. That's how you get through it. You praise him. Psalms 150. One through six says, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heaven, praise him for his mighty works, praise his unequaled greatness, praise him with a blast of the ram's horn, praise him with the lyre and a harp, praise him with the tambourine and dancing, praise him with strings and flutes, praise him with a clash of cymbals, praise him with a loud clanging cymbals, let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord, praise the Lord. So if you want to know if it all makes sense, it does. You just didn't read it yet. You just hadn't seen it yet. He says, make noise, praise, jump up and down, have a good time. Who said church has to be a time where you come in and just sit there and go, all right, what's the pastor going to say today? Come in, release it, enjoy, enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy his presence, praise him. That's why we have somebody with flags and we have somebody with a tambourine and we're making noise and the kids are jumping up and down. And Jeff's jumping up and down on his bad knees. Speak life into that. But we're going to praise him. We're going to praise him everywhere. That's what it says. It says praise him in the sanctuary and his mighty heaven and everything in between. We're going to praise him everywhere. But then that same verse says, why do we praise him? Praise him for his works. Praise him for his greatness. How do we praise him? With a variety of instruments. Dance and everything that has a breath. Every means we have, we praise him. That's what this is about. And if someone tells you it's not right, they're not right. Bible says we should do it. I'm going to go with the Bible. And as weird as it looks, it looks weird. It doesn't look weird when you're doing it, so just do it, and then it won't look weird anymore. That's how I see it. But it's powerful. It's powerful, but it's who we are. And it's not about perfection. You need to understand that. This up here is not a production. If you're in here waiting for the lights and waiting for everything to sound right and making sure there's not a squeal and every mic works, you're in here for the wrong reason. I don't care if there's one person up here playing a gazoo. Is that something? I don't even know. Harmonica? Let's go with that. I don't care what it is. We should praise him. And you shouldn't be out there going, yeah, but uh, it just doesn't sound. It, it doesn't need to sound good. It's not for you. It's for him. So I don't know what your problem is. You got a problem with him, I guess. It doesn't mean you don't strive for that. It doesn't mean that we don't try to get better. I believe we can make everything better. 
But I believe as God's trying to tell us to equip our students and equip people in the church, and when people come in and and you know it's on them and they're called to do something, you have to give them a chance. How else are they going to do it? How else are we going to raise up generations and equip generations to be up here doing what they're doing if we don't give them a chance? The only people that stop them are you. Because I said yes. <laughs> but it's what they see out there. It's what they hear out there. It's the little whispers that are going around saying, that's not right. It doesn't sound good. Keep your opinions to yourself. I don't want your opinion stopping a generation from raising up warriors. It's not going to happen in this house. I'll be bold enough to say right now, if you don't like that, there's other houses. I'll show you where they are. Just being honest. I'm not going to fight that battle somewhere else. We have an enemy, and it's not anybody in this room. So we're not going to waste energy on that. But I know a lot of houses out there. I'll get you connected with somebody. I'm just getting fired up up here. I got to calm down. I tell people, don't let me preach at night. If I preach at night, I'm completely gone. I don't know what comes out of my mouth because I'm tired. So you got me at the right time, middle day. Some things are good. Some things, I don't know where they're coming from. Psalms 145. One through four says, I will exalt you, my God and king, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. You know how you change a generation? You tell them about it. But then guess what? You show them. You let them be part of it. You let them experience it. I think it was Daisy yesterday that said that that when they experience this, I don't even know if it was her, but when they experience what we have, somebody said this, it'll never change. Somebody told me that. I don't know who it was. I think it was you. (laughs) Ursula, it was you. When they experience praise the way we do it, they'll never be wrapped up in bondage from any other religion, any other church, because they're going to say, that's not right. So what we're setting free will be free indeed. That's how that works when you let them do what they're called to do, which is worship a king. Quit judging them how they do it. That's why I'm proud of our students. We have requests for our students to go elsewhere and worship for them. That's powerful when people go, can we borrow them? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Just bring them back. (laughs) With a full tank. (laughs) You know, don't empty them out. But that's what it is. This is generations. What you're seeing is generational change. And this is how you do it. Okay, so continue to do this. This is what you're going to expect here. It's what we're going to expect. And it's not just the praise. I'm telling you, it is the worship. It's the bow down and worship the king. There are moments when that's all you can do. There are moments when you can't move anymore. You just got to sit in his presence and bow down. So this is not about just coming in and jumping around. There's times when you will just weep. You'll just weep in his presence. And that's so good. So I did bring some, some studious stuff. I want to talk to you about the seven different worship and praises on the Bible. Just so you can see where it comes from. These are the ones that are mentioned in the Bible. 
Just wanted to give you more information about why this is right. You've got yada, which is to worship with the extended hand, to surrender, to giving of oneself in worship and adoration. Tehillah, Tehillah. To sing, to laud a spontaneous new song, singing from a melody in your heart by adding words to it. This refers to a special kind of singing. It is singing unprepared, unrehearsed songs. I want to speak to that because that's more powerful than anything we do up here. You can play a song. Look, people come in and go, I hope I know a song they're playing today. I don't know if I want you to study a song to play or if I want you to study him and just sing what comes out of your mouth. Because when you sing what comes out of his mouth, it's real. When you sing what he wants you to sing, it's real. And it's on time for the moment that we're in because we're listening to him. Does it mean you'll never hear a song that doesn't play? No. There are good songs. Like they came out of somebody's mouth that they heard from him. But what I'm saying is worship should be Worship should be so in tune with him that when you're worshiping, it just shifts and it changes. And all of a sudden, you can just sing. What you heard this morning was somebody so engaged with the father, she just sang. And if you tell me that was bad because you didn't know it, once again, you're probably in the wrong place. Because I encourage that. I want that to be how our worship team is, where they're hearing him, and they're just flowing with that, and they're just singing what God wants them to sing. Okay. I don't pronounce words right, so my wife will correct me later. Barak, to kneel or to bow, to give reverence to God as an act of adoration. Halal, to shine, hence to make a show, to boast and thus be foolish to rave to celebrate so you mean if i can jump up and down in here and you tell me it's foolish the bible says no that's a type of praise and worship i mean come on but there's got to be order in a church this is god's church toda to give worship by an extension of a hand in adoration or agreeing with what has been done or will be. Thanking God for something that, that I don't have in the natural, but agreeing with his word, faith in his word. The attitude of that is I'm thanking God, I'm agreeing with God, that it is as, as he says. I don't care what it looks like, I'm agreeing with what the word says. That's a different kind of worship. That's going I know I've got a diagnosis, but Lord, I'm worshiping because you said I'm healed. Totally different. Another type of worship. Zamar, to sing with instruments to make music accompanied by the voice. And Shabbat, to address in a loud tone, a loud adoration, a shout. Proclaim with a loud voice, unashamed, the glory, triumph, power, mercy, and love of God. So what you'll hear randomly, if you just hear me screaming, that's what it is. It's just a shout. It's just from my gut. Just loving on the Lord. And I don't turn my mic on for that, so you're you're good. And I try to stand off to the corner so I don't hurt anybody's ears. But those are seven types of praise and worship in the Bible. They're all in there, which means they're all good. Okay, so if what you see you're uncomfortable with, just trust 
Have faith. He's stretching you. You're here because you're supposed to be here. So don't take it wrong when I say go somewhere else. I believe you're supposed to be here, but if you choose to go somewhere else, that's your choice. God brought you here to hear this. God brought you here to set you free from what the world's been telling you and religion's been telling you for years. And he wants freedom in your life to worship the way he wants you to worship. So the gathering place is where you're not going to be afraid to lift your hands or shout hallelujah or lay on your face. doesn't matter. Just come and worship him. And the cool part is because it's, I call it, kingdom worship because we're going to do this not with just us but with other churches that's so important that's why our worship nights have like four churches that come together and we just worship together that's kingdom mindedness you can't look we are all on the same team we might do it a little bit different but we can all do it together and in fact if we do it together with them we're going to rub off on them i believe that because i think we're way up here (laughs) i like going into the fight knowing we're prepared like, we're ready. And I even heard it. I heard, I heard yesterday another pastor say, man, it just clicked. And he goes, they've been moving into more worship and more worship and more worship. He goes, I even had a Sunday where I didn't even preach. It was just worship. And I was like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So it's happening. That's what he wants. That's, that's, that's what he's asking us to do. And we get to do it with other people. Not just this family. That's so, so important that we get to do that. So we need that freedom. We need that freedom in this environment to worship the way you want to worship. You know, we had a a lady come in. I don't think she's here today, but it was awesome. She came in one Sunday with her flag, and she, um, she stayed out in the foyer. And she had her flag out in the foyer, and I remember walking out, and I was like, hey, I love the flag. And she goes, what's funny is I came to this church and I said, God, will you please give me confirmation that this is going to be my family, that this is where I'm supposed to be? And then not only that, I said something about her flag. And then Sarah walked out and said something about her flag. And then Jazzy walked out and said something about her flag. So I was like, I just walked away. I was like, thank you, Lord. She's got it. And now she keeps coming back. And then she gradually came up and started waving her flag. Why? Because there's freedom in that. The flag, it's, it's biblical. It's a banner. It, it represents so much stuff in the Bible. There's actually coming in June, which is actually awesome, is that we, we're actually renting out our space for a couple days. It's the second time we're doing it. It's a flag conference. There's a lady that teaches it nationally that's coming in, and people come in from all over the place because they want to learn what the flag means, why do we do different colors, what's that look like, and we're hosting it here. Okay, so in are opening it, I'll have flyers for you. You guys can sign up if you want to sign up, but it's going to be here. What's cool about that is that everything they're worshiping, everything they're doing is just, once again, saturating our house with what God wants to do. So it's really cool. So when you see that out there, it's in June. You know, if that's something you're interested in, we sent our daughter through it a couple years ago, and she came home fired up. She was like, man, I didn't know this color meant this and this meant this. I was like, thank you for just learning. You can't hate something you don't know anything about. You can judge it, but once again, this is a no-judgment zone. <laughs> Thank you. Shh. <laughs> I don't even like the color purple. No, I'm just messing with you. It's royalty. So here's the thing. Um, that's pretty much what I wanted to tell you today, but I am excited because I want to start, I want to share something else because we, you know, something new, I always tell you this is that 
it's not just the name change. That's huge. Like, I, I really believe God changed our name because he's showing us a new mission. But there's something else cool that's going on that just got revealed to us. Uh, we've been praying about this for about two weeks, and then today it's being revealed to other people. Okay, so you need to hear what's going on because this is powerful for the kingdom. This is, this is kingdom movement. This is how God does things and orchestrates things, and it's not the way the world thinks it should be, but it's right. And I'm so thankful for this. Okay, so we've been praying for a church, Restoration Church. It's like five miles down the road. Love them. We've been praying for them. We've been trying to do life with them for like three years since I've been, uh, I've been doing this. They're part of our family, but we've never been able to spend time with them. So we've been praying for them because their pastor resigned and stepped down. And um, Brother Varna, who spoke here with his wife, with a prophetic art, if you guys remember that, um, she did an amazing job, and they came in. Well, you know, he is just, he's an apostle over there. So he, he runs that church. He's the spiritual covering over that church. You want to come out, or you just want to, come on. That's fine. I like music. It's just as awkward for you as it is for me when I turn around and someone's staring at me. <laughs> Thank you. So, so, yeah, so we've been praying for them because they've been through some hurt. Their church, you, you guys know what it's like to go through this in a church. They've been through some hurt. That family is hurting, and they need restoration. They, they need healing in their family. So Brother Varner, who spoke here, poured into my life. We used to pray together while he lived here all the time. Okay, so uh, him and, and Brother Bo were talking because, you know, part of a church is equipping. Our job as pastors is to equip the next generation. Our job is to equip people underneath us to take over when we're no longer here, right? Unfortunately, that didn't happen. And if it did, it just wasn't ready. So I'm not saying that nobody's equipped, but unfortunately, so we were praying. We've been praying about this on Monday nights. We write it on the board. If you don't know how we do it, it's because you're not here. We, <laughs> we write things on our boards up here, and we come around, and we pray over everything. We've been praying for that church for weeks and weeks and weeks. Ever since that happened, it's been on our heart to say, Lord, show us a way. How can we help? So Brother Bo and, and Brother John were talking. So this is what's really cool. They, they have decided for kingdom-wise, this is what's going to happen. Okay? This is really cool because this is how God works. Today, which is happening right now over at Restoration, Brother John Varner is actually speaking it into existence that Brother Bo and Rachel are going to be pastoring that church. That's powerful, y'all. That's kingdom. You want to know why it's kingdom? Because now the family we've been trying to connect to, we're connected to like blood. Which means as our kingdom worship and our kingdom family get bigger, we get to do life with other people that we haven't even met yet. But it's going to be induced. See how this works? That's how he says. He goes, I'm not going to do this unless we're all on board. So we're going to go in there and we're going to help them heal we're going to give them a foundation. We're going to do whatever we have to do as a family to come alongside Bo and Rachel as they walk through this and figure out how, how to bring healing to a church, how to bring a foundation to a church, how to get a church healthy again, and we get to spend more time with them. Okay, so you need to know our hearts. In the world, 
In religion, people go crazy over this because it's all about competition. Well, what are they going to do? Like, if they start there, are, are we going to lose people in our church? Is this what's going to happen? No. This is not competition. It's family. It's family. We've been preaching this for three years that we're going to do life with other churches, and now we have one down the road, never five miles. So I, we don't know how it's going to work yet. We haven't got that far. We were waiting on today for them to make that announcement. And I talked to Brother Varner last night, and he said, you can announce it. So that's exciting. It's exciting to know that, that, that you know how you take a bite out of, out of the land that he gives you is one bite at a time. And I believe the Lord just said, I'm going to give you another chunk. And he goes, and that's how we're going to expand. That's how we're going to do what we're doing is I'm going to give you one piece by one piece by one piece. And pretty soon, this whole state's going to be covered. Pretty soon, the same light, the same family, the same language, we're going to be conquering this whole territory. But you need to know our hearts, Jules and I. We prayed about this. We talked with Bo and Rachel. Look, this has nothing to do with anything but love and family. And we are so excited for them. When they spoke that to us, we were just like, boom, it lit up. You know, when your heart jumps, it's like when, you know, baby Jesus and, and John the Baptist, when they got together, there was this, you know, okay, you guys have been reading. Good. That happened. I was like, brother, come on. Like, because look, sometimes the enemy will stop you from getting to people. And sometimes the Lord will just open a door and say, yeah, you're going to get to them now. So, so we get to be family with a whole bunch more people. And that's cool. So expect to see that. Uh, what I want to do is they're actually going to, so this weekend, oh, man, it's going to extend our weekend. I love this. So this weekend we have worship night. We have Saturday morning, breakfast, and all that. And then Saturday evening, he wanted to do it Saturday evening. They're going to anoint him and appoint him into that position over there. So I invite you all as a family. We want to go support Brother Bo and Rachel and show them how much we love them and how excited we are for what God has called them to do. He says, this is not what I'm called to do. He's being stretched. I said, bro, you've been watching my sermons. God's stretching you. He knows he's called for this season. He knows that, that this is right. And I couldn't think of a better person to go in and try to go, hey, let's love on some people. Let's get it healthy. Let's get it whole. And let's see what God wants to do. That's powerful, y'all. So I'm excited about that. I want you to be, I needed you to know, I did not want you to hear about this on Facebook. You understand? So I had to, I had to make some phone calls and go, please let me, because I don't know if you guys remember the voting system we used to have. I do. They kind of had something like that in place over there. So they, they had to get through today and make sure that everybody agreed to it, that it was good, and that it was God. So that happened. So that's awesome. Um, so that's why I had to wait, but I also said I want to be able to, to, to do this. Now, what's that change for us? Absolutely nothing, y'all. Mama Rachel's still going to be here. She's still going to be helping lead worship. Uh, I might go over there and preach once in a while. Brother Bo's still going to come over here and preach. In fact, next week, Brother Bo's going to be here. The week after that, I'm going up to Illinois with Brother Bo because we have other churches up there we're trying to do the same thing to. Okay, so we're, uh, I'm just telling you, it works like this. This is what we say when we say kingdom. It's not about us. It's not about this building. It's not about the gathering place. 
It's about a world that needs to feel the love of Jesus, and it needs to flow through us. The light needs to come from us. And the more people that are speaking that language, the more people that are doing that, man, the faster we get this thing accomplished. So this is good. This is good. So when you, when you read about it, when you hear about it, you heard it from me first. I claim that. I claim that. But you just need to be in agreement. And if you're not, if you're struggling with it, come talk to me. I'd, look, you can come talk to us because I'd love to, to pray over you and talk to you about it. If you have questions about it, come talk to us. This is not like, you know, don't come talk to me. No, please, come, come talk to us. Um, we are in complete agreement on what's right, and I think it's going to be powerful. So um, I wanted to leave you there with that. I wanted to leave you today with that. I wanted to bring that up. I wanted you to know um, how big the kingdom is. And how he's doing something new. Like, I've been, we just found out a couple weeks ago, we've been preaching this for how long? I ain't lying, man. He's up to something new. He's changing church names. You know, he's, he's, he's redefining churches. He's bringing in leadership into churches. He says, it's time for something new, y'all. Get ready. Because we're a little fire. I told you this. There's a fire happening here. Right? And there's going to be a fire happening over there. And you know what happens when they merge? an explosion that's what we have the capability of doing right now is to change the world at a rapid rate which is going to be so cool so you guys good with that everybody good come on you guys get something out of this today awesome well i know i love worship and we're not going to go back into worship but i do want to offer it up uh, if you need prayer this morning our prayer partners are going to be at the crosses so if you need prayer this morning our prayer partners will be there. Please don't leave out of here without prayer. If you want to talk to Jules and I, we'll be up here. If you got questions about anything we talked about today, we'll be up here. We'll field all those questions. Um, but, you know, the most important thing is, is if I spoke to you today about something with worship and it triggered something in your heart, let that, let that stir up something. Don't squash that out. That, that feeling you had, that, that, that thing you had inside of you that said, Man, that's so right, but oh, I got to take that step. Let that happen. Let, let that move. Let that, let, that, let that happen the way it's supposed to happen. Okay? And if you're just like, you know what? I just need to know him. I need to say yes to him. I need to surrender to him. I can't pray you through that. That's an internal decision you need to make. You just need to accept it. Okay, you just need to accept it today, this morning. And I, I, I ask you to go talk to the prayer partners because we do have resources. We want to help you through that. We have books, uh, Following Jesus books that are phenomenal, that walk you through. It actually gives you language, um, what's next, all those awesome things because we're going to be here for you. But if that's the decision you're making in your seat right now, make it right now. And then go talk to somebody about that and let us know so that we can walk you through that uh, uh, get you all up to speed and pray for you and all those things. So. All right, I think that's all I have. Oh, wait, I think Kevin's looking at me. All right. Man, praise God. It's been such a good day. Hey, just like Pastor DJ, we're really excited for uh, Brother Bo as well. Um, it's funny. It's so funny because Pastor DJ's right, you know, how it's stretching him. <laughs> it's really stretching, Brother Bo. Um, so it's kind of funny. God has a sense of humor, so it's, it's, it's great. Um, 
But we're also excited just to be there for him as he's been here for us. At so many crucial times, he's been here for us. He's loved on us. He's poured into us. Uh, and now we get to return the favor. Uh, and so I'm really excited about that. Did you already do offering? No? Oh, man, look at that. My favorite. Um, I want to tell you guys real quick before we, before we go. Um, uh, this week we had, me and uh, Pastor Crystal, we had the opportunity to talk to uh, our brother from the Pavilion Village in Africa, in Kenya. And, um, man, he's so awesome. His name is Brother John, and he really, he really wanted to be here. And um, his, his brother-in-law died. And before that, his brother-in-law, his, his nine-year-old son had passed away. Two weeks after that is when his brother-in-law passed away. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's a lot. And as we were talking to him, I, man, it's so hard because he is so full of joy and gratefulness um, that it was just absolutely wrecking me. You know, I was talking to a couple of people as well, uh, Pastor Daisy and Brother Jason, uh, about just my heart for the Pavilion Village and, and what it is to be grateful. Uh, and so when you talk to somebody and, and I mean, I, you know, people are just passing away, and he's still grateful. Uh, it, it really wrecks you. And it's only the love of God that does that. It is only the love of God, the Holy Spirit of God that can comfort you and fill you with so much love that even when your whole world seems like it's falling apart, he's there. Uh, this morning, I'm just grateful. I want you to know this morning, I, I'm just grateful for you guys. I am so grateful for you. And I don't mean your money. I don't mean just because we're about to do tithe and offering that I'm grateful for you. I mean, I am grateful for you guys as a person, as people, as the body of Christ, as my brothers and my sisters. I am grateful for you guys. Me and Pastor DJ elders, the staff, we love you guys. We really do. And it is an honor to be here and to walk this life. It's a privilege. I'm so excited. Go ahead and stand up. I'm going to go ahead and just pray for the offering. Whew, thank you, Jesus. What an amazing day. If you would just lift up your hand and close your eyes. God, I thank you. I thank you for this people. I thank you for the gathering place, God. Thank you, Father, that you're in our midst. God, your word says where there's two or three, here you are. You are with us, God. God, you are with us. God, I thank you so much, Father. You are so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Mm, thank you. God, I just ask right now in the name of Jesus, Father, as they get ready to give, or maybe they've already given online, God. Whatever the case is, God, right now, Father, with every hand raised right now to you, God, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you would bless what we're giving. God, we bless you with our tithes, with our offering, with our hearts. God, we bless you. God, we thank you. And now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father, I ask you, for a supernatural God 
impartation of gratefulness, God, in each and every one of them, God. I ask that you would make them so grateful, Father God, uh, that you would start to bubble them up, Father God, that they would start to feel gratefulness, God, and joy being bubbled up in their spirits, God, that they would start to feel you, Father, that they would be content and grateful in everything they do, God. And wherever they go, Father, whether it's at their workplace, whether it's at the supermarket, Father, I ask that the gratefulness, that joy, the light, Father, that is in them would just spill out to everybody, Father. That it would overflow to the masses, God. That it would start to overflow in the city of Millbrook, in the city of Prattville, in the great state of Alabama, God. In the world, Father, would your light start to overflow? Would your love start to overflow? Would your your gratefulness, Father God, start to just overflow out of us, Father? Mm, Because of what you've done for us. Because you loved us first. Mm, God, I thank you. Father, we thank you and we love you, God. And we bless you with our tithes, with our offerings. But most importantly, we bless you with our hearts, Father. God, we love you this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Hey, listen, don't forget, our prayer partners are at the crosses. If you need something, don't leave here without getting prayer. We love you. God bless you. We can't wait to see you next week.